From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's frightful free-for-all is sure to scare your pants off. It's a duel between phantoms and the living dead. It's ghosts versus zombies. Who will win? Ghoulish ghosts or zealous zombies? There's no telling in this unbelievable battle, but we've got Ava from Chicago, Illinois, here to help us decide. Hi, Ava. Hi. So, Ava, do you like scary things like ghosts and zombies? Yes, I love scary things like ghosts and zombies. I like reading books and movies and hearing stories about it. I love everything about it. And Ava, you do debate, so I'd like to know what you look for in an argument. I'm a huge fan of statistics, and I really like to be told a story. So if you can tell me a story, then I will be able to, you know, put my judgment in and maybe vote for you. I'm guessing ghosts and zombies will be heavier on the story side than the statistics side. But we know, you know, you never know. Well, let's meet our debaters here to defend those supernatural spirits we call ghosts. It's comedian and host of Forever Ago, Joy Dolo. Hi, Joy. Hi, Molly. I hurt my finger. Now I have a boo boo. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joy, in a single sentence, why are ghosts the smash boom best? Oh, you took my joke, Molly. (laughs) (laughs) Ghosts are way better than zombies because there's three reasons. A, they are transparent, a.k.a. trustworthy. (laughs) They are friendly, a.k.a. trustworthy. And they are our past ancestors here protecting us from zombies who only have a thirst for human flesh, a.k.a. trustworthy. And here cheering on the undead, a.k.a. zombies, it's co-host of the Story Pirates podcast, Peter McNerney. Hi, Peter. Molly Bloom. I'm so happy I'm you're so here. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited. <laughs> so, Peter, in one sentence, why are zombies the coolest? All right, ready for this? Ready. Zombies, if you don't find them scary, you should check your pulse because it may be they've already got you. <gasps> Wow, that doesn't sound like anything I want to be a part of. (laughs) (laughs) Chilling start. All right, let's review our game show format. We've got four rounds of debate. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters each present a fact-filled argument in favor of their side, followed by a 30-second rebuttal from their opponent. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team delivers a creative response to an assignment they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, where we'll surprise debaters with a challenge they need to respond to on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to drive home the awesomeness of their side. Our judge, Ava, will award two points in the first round, one for her favorite rebuttal and one for the declaration she likes best. Then she'll award one point in each round after that, but she'll keep her decision secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Grab a pen and paper and tally those points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, everybody... Are you ready? Born ready. Definitely. Oh, yeah. This is going to be grave E. <laughs> oh, that joke it? was rotten. <laughs> <laughs> like zombies. Then it's time for the Declaration of Greatness. 
our debaters are going to present awe-inspiring arguments in favor of their side. We flipped a coin, and Joy, you're up first. Tell us why ghosts are the ghouls with the most. I'm going to tell you a story. A ghost story. Meet my friend Sarah Palm. The first time I ever encountered a ghost... I was probably seven or eight years old. She'd been sick and woke up in the middle of the night, only to realize she couldn't move her legs. It felt like they were pinned to the bed. And at the time, I had a nightlight. So she could see everything clearly. And when she looked down at her feet... There was an indent next to my legs, as if someone were sitting on the end of my bed. My heart was fluttering crazily. I was very afraid, um, but too scared to call out for my parents. There was only one thing she could think to do. She kicked with all her strength. And then the blanket freed. And the ghost was gone. But she was left with an amazing feeling. And that whatever it was, it didn't want to hurt me. It was like there was someone there just watching over me while I slept. Well, I got better. Ooh, oh, I got chills. Eee, Sarah! Now imagine if that had been a zombie. <laughs> I've seen The Walking Dead. There would be nothing left of Sarah. Thank goodness it was a ghost, because ghosts aren't just scary. That's an unfair stereotype, you guys. They can be our friends, our protectors. You just got to give them a chance to jump out. Did I scare you? Did, was that scary? Good. Okay, no. When I say ghosts, I mean the soul or spirit of a dead person. Some people see them, but you can also just feel them. They're that unknown presence that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. And even though there's no scientific proof of their existence, around 50% of Americans believe in them, in g-g-g-ghosts. Believing in ghosts isn't a new trend like MySpace or Napster. That's for you, parents. It's been going on since the beginning of human civilization. In ancient Egypt, spirits of the deceased were called Ak. It was believed that if you did all the right things while you were alive, your Ak would chill in a beautiful place called the Field of Reeds for eternity. You'd get a house just like the one you had in life with a peaceful stream and your favorite tree and a dog. Yeah, you guys, you get a ghost dog. The Field of Reeds was lit. No cap. I'm hip, right? (laughs) Thank you very much. But if your Ock had some unfinished business or some wrongs that needed to be righted, you'd hop on the bus back to Earth and handle your business ghost style. Boo! Ah! Some of the time, these ancient Egyptian ghosts were out for revenge. And that's a common thing in ghost stories. But ghosts aren't just about revenge. They're not one-dimensional like zombies. They can also be charming and sweet. In Nashville, Tennessee, there's a ghost dog, Preston, that watches over children as they trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat! And there's a ghost in Tao Don Park in Vietnam that wanders the park at night looking for his lost love. How romantic! Uh, In Japan, Hanako-san haunts toilets. Yeah, poops and pees, you guys. 
poo-poo, and pee-pee. And in pop culture, we have the movie Casper the Friendly Ghost, who didn't want to haunt anyone. Casper the Friendly Ghost, the friendliest ghost you know. Though grown-ups might look at him with fright, the children all love him so. He starred in countless cartoons, comic books, and feature films, including the 1995 film Casper, which tells the story of a teenage ghost whose whole ghostly purpose is to experience everything he missed before he passed on. And at the end of the movie, he transforms into teen heartthrob Devin Sawa and gives Christina Ricci a big, dreamy kiss right on her mouth. Oh, is that a ghost or do I have goosebumps? Call me Devin. It's never too late to fall in love. Finally, ghosts can be our protectors. They keep us company and warm our souls. In most religions, there is a belief in life after death, which is why a lot of people feel that our family, friends, and even our pets are watching over us in the great beyond. Whether we feel the presence of a departed loved one or hear the scrabble of our late dog's feet on the floor, ghosts are a bittersweet, beautiful reminder of our love for people and creatures past. And just think about it. Wouldn't it be awful if your husband came back as a zombie? Oh, hey, Graham, I thought you were dead. Oh, no, don't eat me. Oh, you're so rude. Who's going to drive me to the store later? I'd take a visit from a ghost over a zombie any day. Boo. Wah! I'm okay. I'm okay. Wow, a surprisingly heartwarming declaration of greatness for ghosts. Ava, what did you think about Joy's declaration of greatness? I thought it was really interesting. I like how you incorporated things from not only history but in people's beliefs but also pop culture so it made sense for the now and it made sense for the past i really like the score of course score makes everything better Music i agree makes everything better <laughs> did you notice how i started with a story ava <laughs> yes yes i, I did just wanted to throw that out there you know all right well it's time for peter's rebuttal you've got 30 seconds to rot joy's argument and your time starts now. Joy, while I have great respect for you, I must say that your argument, just like ghosts, I find to be immaterial, wishwashy, and vague. Okay? I'm supposed to trust the groggy and untrustworthy recollections of a, comper- a person confused and half asleep? I think not. Is Notice that a zombie? That, yes. In this argument... The, the best argument you have is that, that you have is that ghosts are not scary. What is the point of a monster if not and to be scary? Time. Casper the Friendly Ghost. You know you saw the movie. <laughs> Don't pretend. Of course I, of course I saw the movie. Of course. He was dreamy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I won't deny the heartthrobbiness of Devin Sawa. Thank you. That's all I ask. That's really okay. all I I'll ask. Give you, you. I'll give you that point. Thank you. All right. Peter, it's time for your declaration. Tell us why zombies are the smash boom brains. Zombies are the greatest monsters of all time. Whoa, Peter, wait, the greatest? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because they are scary, but in a fun way. 
The whole point of a scary story is to experience the excitement of being terrified while still knowing deep down that you'll be okay in the end. It's a cleansing roller coaster of emotions. So tell me, what is scarier? than a disgusting, rotting, dead body walking towards you with the sole intention of eating you? And oh yeah, did I mention that you can't hurt them, they never sleep, they never stop their pursuit, and everyone they bite turns into a zombie that wants to eat you too. Capital S, scary! Am I right? Yes, I am. Now, can anyone honestly argue that ghosts are scarier than zombies? Please! You asked for it. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a ghost. I have unfinished business. I'm gonna scare you by rattling a window pane and then keep you from getting a good night's sleep by crying about my life choices. <laughs> Whoa! Oops! I fell through the floor again. <laughs> Embarrassing. Go on without me! The only thing scary about a ghost is how vague a threat they are. The first true zombie stories came from Afro-Caribbean voodoo folktales, particularly those from Haiti. In those stories, typically an evil sorcerer would bring the dead back to life to do their evil bidding. These stories slowly made their way to America where they were popularized in the 20s and 30s through books like The Magic Island and movies like White Zombie with Bela Lugosi. But it wasn't until 1968 that the modern, relentless, flesh-eating zombie was born in George R. Romero's classic film, Night of the Living Dead. <coughs> oh, no, that's hard. <laughs> From there, the world went crazy for zombies. Just think about all the zombie franchises that are alive, pun intended, and well today. Plants vs. Zombies, The Resident Evil Movies, Minecraft Zombies, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead World Beyond, I Zombie, Generation Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, Juan of the Dead. I could go on a lot longer, but Smash Boom Best has given me a word limit, so let's move on. But why do zombies work so well in so many different kinds of stories? Two words, my friends. Metaphors. That's actually one word, metaphors, now that I think about it. But um, <clears throat> Zombies are a great way to highlight and heighten an endless number of real-life fears and anxieties. For example, in George Romero's follow-up zombie movie, 1978's Dawn of the Dead, the main characters are trapped in a shopping mall filled with zombies. The whole thing is a big metaphor for mindless consumerism. That is, America's seemingly endless appetite for owning stuff. Did you say you're selling something? Because if you are, I want it. Oh, no, I was just talking hey about guys, the- Hey, uh, guys! There's a sale! For what? Who cares? Let's all charge into this department store and savagely search for incredible deals on holiday gifts! Okay! Boom, 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 Oh, yeah, I'm gonna buy stuff! Yeah! You see what I mean? Now just substitute incredible deals with brains, and you've set the scene for a terrifying and compelling zombie story. Now, if all these zombie stories weren't scary enough, what about real-life zombies? Not in people, at least not yet. No, I'm talking about a real-life insect pathogenic fungus that zombifies ants. 
Hey, I don't know what you're talking about, pal. My fellow ants and I ain't never turned into no zombie. Although this one time my auntie did breathe in some weird fungus spores, then started acting really weird, turned away from the colony, found a low-hanging leaf, clamped her jaws into it, died, and then, get this, the fungus started growing straight out of the back of her head, and then it started to spread more spores. Oh, boy, that's fun to say. More spores, more spores, more spores, <coughs> more spores. <coughs> you know what? If you'll excuse me, I suddenly have an urge to go bite a leaf. <coughs> See? Zombie ants. That's a real thing! Unlike ghosts. Oh, you don't know that. We are real and so scary. See? I'm coming to get you. I know. Okay. I fell through the floor again. Oh, man. Were you scared? Please say yes. I rest my case. Ooh, a chilling and thrilling declaration for zombies. Ava, what stood out to you about Peter's argument? Metaphors. I really like the metaphor part. It makes sense because all we see in society and all we see in these movies and TVs is a lot of metaphors, and it just brings it back to our normal day-to-day lives. And everything else was really good. I really like the fact that you pounded down on the fact that it was more scary and zombies are more scary compared to ghosts who are, who can be a little bit less scary. Hmm. All right, Joy, it's time for your rebuttal. Oh yeah. You've got 30 seconds to spook the competition. Ready? Oh yeah. Okay. Your time starts. Now. Our ancestors are believed to be ghosts, and mine say, shame on you. <laughs> Metaphors. Listen, zombies highlight and heighten story. Why do we need to learn through fear? This isn't the 1950s anymore. And you know what? They are great monsters. They are scary, and that's all they are. Ghosts have many different sized th- sides. The greatest monsters of all time are supposed to be scary. You've been brainwashed. Listen, stories don't need to be scary anymore. They can be uplifting. Read Oprah's memoir. Listen, <laughs> they eat brains. Need I say more? Yuck. And and... <laughs> For real. <laughs> Fungus, don't get me started. <laughs> Ridiculous. Boy, I gotta say I'm a I'm a little surprised, but not surprised that Oprah made her way into this argument. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean, Peter? What do you have against she bo- Oprah? I'm saying I don't. I'm saying she belongs everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I love her. <laughs> Oh, we can all agree. We can agree on that. We can agree on Oprah. Okay, shake, shake hands. (laughs) All right, Ava, it's time to award your first two points. Remember, it's up to you to decide the criteria here. Whatever makes sense to you. Did one side use more fearsome facts? Did the other side tickle your funny bone? Award both points and mark them down. But don't tell us who's getting them. Have you made your decisions? Yes. Peter and Joy, how are you feeling about this spooky scuffle so far? Uh, my leg fell asleep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, the louder I get, it means it's it means I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's time for a quick break. Let Peter rest his voice. Time to haunt some houses or enjoy some people snacks. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Welcome back, debate heads. It's me, Todd Douglas, here with my brilliant bestie, Taylor Lincoln. Todd and I love watching a good debate, but when we spot a logical fallacy, oof. It really takes the wind out of our sails. And today we spotted a blabbermouth using the red herring fallacy. 
that's when you distract from the debate at hand by bringing up another topic that's easier to attack. I get all huffy when I hear someone using this one. It's misleading and it makes your argument unawesome. Let's listen in. Little pig, little pig, let me in. I've tried blowing down this brick house, but it didn't work. So I'm thinking you should probably just open the door. Why would we ever do that? You just want to eat us. How can you be so sure? I'm one of the nice wolves. Just open the door. Pretty sure it's not in our best interest to let you in. Wolves eat pigs, and that's a fact. You know who also eats pigs? Humans. Plus, they wear clothes. You can't trust a creature that wears clothes. Hmm, fair point. Brother, this is totally irrelevant to our situation. He's trying to eat us. Yikes, that pig fell for the red herring fallacy. Don't let people, or wolves for that matter, distract you from the argument at hand. The only thing I ever let distract me is bubbles. <laughs> it's true. That's it for today, friends. We'll be back next time with more... State, State of, of Debate! debate. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Ava. One of my favorite things about this show is all the amazing debate ideas we get from listeners like you. Check out this awesome debate suggestion from Zara in Sheffield, England. Hi, my name is Zara and I'm nine. And my debate idea is ebooks versus books. We'll check back with Zara at the end of this episode to see which side she thinks should win. And now it's back to our debate of the day, ghosts versus zombies. That's right. And it's time for round two, the micro round. Today's micro round is running for mayor. Joy and Peter, we asked you to pose as politicians and deliver a speech about why the public should nominate you as mayor. Joy went first last time, so Peter, you're up. Let's hear your mayoral speech for zombies. Hello, my fellow brains. I mean citizens. <laughs> it's me, Zombie J. Dead Guy, the leader of the zombie horde party. And I'm running for mayor, just as you have been running for your lives ever since our arrival. Now I know this whole zombie apocalypse thing has been hard on you, the living, and I'm sure our platform may seem strange, particularly the part where we just want to eat your brains. But hear me out. Don't you want a mayor like me who will be relentless in his pursuits, who won't sleep, who will just keep going and going and going, driven by an insatiable hunger for brains? Uh, excuse me, change. <laughs> But yes, also brains. And why not? Who doesn't want a mayor with brains? And let me tell you, I got brains. A stomach full of them. Now I know what you're probably thinking. Ah! And that's fair. But think about this, while you still can. You can either vote for that ghost and live in a city full of jump scares, constant cold breezes, and endlessly sleepless nights that slowly drive you mad, or you can join us and become a zombie party member. Vote for me, Zombie J Dead Guy, and you'll be surprised how delicious brains can be. Thank you, brains. 
<laughs> Zombie J Dead Guy asking for your vote. It's trustworthy. <laughs> Joy, it's your turn. Time for some paranormal policy. Hi, I'm Grace Ghost, and I'm hoping to haunt the position of mayor. You need someone who you can trust. Someone with nothing to hide. Like me. I'm as transparent as they come. You can literally see right through me. Are you tired of life with the living dead? Sick of them staggering through the streets at all hours, trying to eat our friends and family and ruining every potluck they attend? What a lovely dinner. You know, I'm tasting a new spice. Is it paprika? No. Cilantro, perhaps? No. Brains! Ah! Why did I invite you? Have no fear. Grace Ghost is here. The only thing I'm hungry for is to help get rid of the zombies and improve our city. My opponent is a brainless, soulless goon that can't even make complete sentences. But I have a soul that's as real as my plan for cleaning up our parks and beaches. Sick of potholes? Well, maybe if zombies weren't tramping through the streets, we could give our construction worker friends a break. Ghosts, on the other hand, leave no footprint, just like my renewable energy plan, which will not leave a carbon footprint for the next generation. Hashtag recycle. Grace Ghost, the transparent, fiscally conservative ghost with a soul. This ad was paid for by the GHOSTS. Ghosts honoring our stories today. She. <laughs> <laughs> That was just a real plan in there, you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Grace Ghost with the policy specifics. Very Didn't wonky. Didn't see that fiscal conservative <laughs> angle coming. Didn't well, you know, it. we got to be wise with our money. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ava, what stood out to you in our debaters' micro rounds there? Anything particularly funny or interesting in there that caught your ear? For our ghosts. I really like how we used a plan and how we tried to make carbon for make our carbon footprint zero for the next generation. That's great. And then for zombies, I really liked the political ideas. I really liked how it sounded and how you can bring everyone into the zombie side. All right, Ava, it's time to award a point. Again, the criteria is up to you. Don't tell us who it's going to, though. Have you decided? Mm-hmm. All right, then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy <laughs> sneak attack. Your sneak attack today is boozical number. We want you to come up with a song from a Broadway musical starring your side. Tell us a bit about where your song appears in the show. Is it the finale? A ballad? Does it kick off the show? Maybe it ends the first act. Sing us a sample of the music. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. Peter? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll give you a few minutes to brainstorm. While you work, let's listen to some spooky ooky hold music. All right. 
Joy, you are up first this time. Spook us with your song. All right. Uh, before I begin my song, I just wanted to let you know that this would come right before intermission because it's just, you know, like ghosts, they will lead you to come back for more. <laughs> so I have to go to the bathroom and get your popcorn and things, you come back. But really, you'll come back because of this song. <clears throat> I am not going into shock. I am not going into shock. You know, I'm just like my mama. I love ghosts with no drama. I am not throwing away my shock. Oh, my God, you guys. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, And uh, which character is singing this? Oh, this is definitely like the main character Mm. right before he, you know, becomes a ghost, which is going to be the second Ah. half. So he's not going into shock, you know, because, you know, he's just going to pass away. And what's the name of your musical, do you think? Oh, it's called Ghostleton. Ghostleton? (laughs) The musical. Of course. (laughs) All right, Peter, your turn. Let's hear it. Here we go. This is a big turning point in the show. Our main character realizes as he sings to the love of his life that he has decided to join the zombies and he is now going to be unstoppable. He's just been bitten before he starts singing. Look at me, I'm a brand new zombie, and I won't be stopped as I eat my way to the top. My darling, I love your smile, your hair. My darling, I love your eyes everywhere. But mostly, I love your brains. Delightful. That was really good. It's a big, it's a big turning point. Yeah, and, and d- does your musical maybe have a name? It's called "Run for Your Life." Mm. Mm. Selling out theaters on Broadway right now. Okay, Ava, one of these songs gonna have to get a point. Which song wowed you the most? Don't tell us who's getting your point. Again, the criteria is up to you. One of these make you tap your toes. Is one stuck in your head? Did one move the plot along better? <laughs> Whatever it is. What are you trying to say, Molly? <laughs> Get out of her brain. <laughs> have you awarded your point, Ava? Yes, I have. Okay, then it's time for our last round. The final six. Peter, you're up. You've got just six words to knock us undead. Okay. Walking dead, scarier than whining dead. (laughs) Excellent work. Joy, your turn. Give us six words for these awesome apparitions. All right. Protective, transparent ancestors, not for consumption. Mm. Do you see how I tied it all into those six? That was really good. Tied it all together. Did it all together nicely, Peter. Did you see that? (laughs) All right. I'm not, not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Today's Supernatural showdown is coming to an end. We've heard the unexpected from specters, and we've got zombies on the brain. Now it's Ava's turn to award the final point and crown one of these frights the Smash Boo Best. Ava, have you awarded your final point? Yes. Okay, drum roll, please. And the winner is... Zombies. Yeah! Wow! Wow! Joy, I'm just as surprised as you are. (laughs) Ava, what would Oprah think? (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't. Oh, I, can't. I just want to say this is my second time on the show, and after my humiliating defeat <laughs> in Jurassic period versus the Ice Age, I got to say, I'm feeling redeemed. Thank you, Ava. So, Ava, can you walk us through just a little bit of your decision-making process? Any key moments that really won it for zombies? As a debater, you really want to defend your stance, and you want to make sure that your stance is, like, put to the point, and you want to make sure that it's really important and it's really, like, the head part of your argument. And I felt like through the zombies, through everything that they did, they were able to refute the fact that ghosts are supposed to be, or monsters are supposed to be scary, and ghosts aren't really scary, and that... They're okay, but zombies are clearly better. Uh, no, I actually, I really enjoyed your argument. And you're right. I mean, absolutely. I, I thought about um, that when I was going in about how scary both are. And I was like, I want to show like that they can be two things. So I love that you stuck to your guns about it being scary. And also your song was off the chain. It was Thank totally you? ready for iTunes. Like, hello. <laughs> Here I am. You can download now, actually. <laughs> I recorded that. Yes, Joy, I was very impressed with all your arguments. I was shaking in my boots uh, as if there was a ghost around. Aww. And I will say, the thing that really scared me is you made a great argument that uh, ghosts can be very scary, but they also could be really helpful. And I heard that, and I was like, oh, that's they're versatile. Yeah, more, Maybe more so than zombies, and that's the part that surprised me, and bravo. Well, that's it for today's Scary Scrape. Ava crowned zombies the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think should win. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Rosie DuPont, Ruby Guthrie, Sandin Totten, and Molly Bloom. We had engineering help from Eric Romani and Mark Wilkening. And we had production help from Trisha Bobida, Dan Latu, Mark Sanchez, and Menica Wilhelm. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Lily Kim, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Rosie DuPont is the voice of our hold music, and our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto. We want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross, Taylor Kaufman, Anna Weggle, Brant Miller, and Lulu. Peter, is there anyone you want to thank today? I would like to thank you, Molly Bloom, for going to middle school and high school with me and being my friend. <laughs> Aw, thanks I, to you for that, I too. will never stop mentioning it. <laughs> and how about you, Joy? Any special shout-outs? Oh, yeah. I'd love to thank Sarah Palm for letting me use her story uh, It's in today's episode. And also, Devin Sawa, it's never too late to call me. <laughs> I will leave my husband for you. <laughs> Is that going to be on air? <laughs> Ava, do you want to give any special thanks? Special thanks to, of course, everyone here for allowing me to join. And special thanks to the Chicago Debate League for, you know, helping me out. Awesome. And before we go, let's hear who Zara thinks should win in her books versus ebooks debate. I think ebooks would win because you don't have to turn the page and you can have different brightness, so it means you can read in the dark. Do you have an idea for a knockdown dragout debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Bye. Ta ta. Thanks. <laughs>
going to have legions of eight-year-olds Googling Devin's song. <laughs> He's going to go viral. 